Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trin Simmons. Uh, that is a 76ers related short show title. Not really. Maybe one, maybe one day in the future. Uh, courtesy of Nicole Adrian on the Discord. Shout out to Zeitgang Discord for surfacing all the all the wonderful stuff you're a true hero in my book uh i am jack and i am joined by super producer joel monique hi jack what's up joel oh you know we've been on a zoom together for two Uh, hours it's our girl time jack and i really appreciate it this has been really special Uh, no, it's always lovely uh, recording with you. And the best way to start uh, a Friday is hanging out Aww. with Joel Monique, talking about so sweet. some trends such as that Kanye West has called out Kim, who called out Kanye. Uh, <sighs> it's uh, It's just like a very ugly divorce. And this is now happening in public because Kanye doesn't have the... Uh, thickest filter working uh in the world and it's sad yeah i mean i really wish kanye west hadn't pushed everyone who truly loves him away and it's i mean i listen his megaphone is large it reaches a lot of people and that makes some of his the things that he shares potentially dangerous and that's you know concerning and i think we do have to critique that but i also have just such a deep well of of like understanding in that he's battling a mental illness as somebody who has multiple mental illnesses. It's a lot. It's a lot to sort of figure out how you're going to navigate that when you're not fully in control of what's happening all of the time. Um, And he's been very public before about talking about how it scares him. But then, you know, I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's a struggle, especially because at the center of this, they have four children. Um, And that seems to be, and again, as we've seen with a lot of divorces, like, oh, we want what's best for our kids and we disagree on that. And so now we're fighting in public. And the root of that always is like, that's never the solution just to fight about what you're going to do in public. On Instagram, it's it's messy and unnecessarily messy. I think Kim is the person who at the very least appears in a better space mentally, who no longer has to support a reality TV show, could maybe circumvent a lot of this controversy by just not saying anything like you guys have right. lawyers, so many lawyers who could just deal with this privately. Even if Kanye is going off, Kim has all the power in the world to just remain silent and let her lawyers handle things. Um, I think it's pretty clear that as far as like where is the most stable home for these kids is probably going to be with Kim. Um, I don't understand the need to address it again on Instagram. So it's a strange place. He he was calling Kim out on IG for letting North post on TikTok is basically what right. It comes Which down your to. kid has had access to social media for a long time. They've been sharing right. Baby North since she was little. She was in the front row of fashion shows at like six months old. Like she's been around. She knows. I don't think it. I mean, listen. I don't know. I'm not a parent. I don't deal with social media. There's a lot of things to consider. And maybe you have a very valid point in being like, I don't want my very young daughter on TikTok. But again. I just don't think that trying to peer pressure your wife through Instagram is the way to go about getting the results you're hoping for. Yeah. Um, it's all very sad. Uh, hopefully they, you know, get through it, uh, that he gets the help he needs. And that's really like, there's not a 
whole lot to no blessings on, on them one. kids i hope y'all yeah, are okay absolutely. and uh somebody is watching over you and protecting you from this because you they shouldn't have to deal with that you're babies uh euphoria has been renewed for season three congratulations to everybody who loves that show you win you can keep getting Huge. these outfits that slay um i really look forward to the manicure inspiration uh please tell me what i'm wearing next season i love it it's been some of the best social media content a show has delivered probably since insecure you know it really right. just came stepped up and filled in that void of like what mess are we collectively watching uh, I'm happy for everybody, but particularly Zendaya, who continues to reign over all of our hearts. I only watched the first two uh, episodes. I only watched the first two seasons. Uh, there's only two seasons. Uh, I only watched the first two episodes, and I thought it was one of the best acting performances of somebody who's high that I've ever seen. Like It was just like, that's, I don't know, it was really, really well done. Uh, apparently, she gets sober, and that's when people say she's really a great actor uh but man really nailed the drug yeah her banging on the door trying to get you know a fix from her dealer and then Mm. just turning into such a evil and sort of vindictive person when she's rejected i was like yeah having been around too many a drug (laughs) addict in my youth i was like okay accuracy Mm -hmm. the research Mm -hmm. has been done staying in the world of hbo and just like that, Sarah Jess- Jessica Parker doesn't want Kim Cattrall to come back. That's a mistake, Sarah. Uh, I know you don't like her. I know y'all don't get along. And that's fine. You do not need to be friends. But when I tell you what people want is for y'all to be on screen together, just suck it up. Listen, listen, models have been doing it for years. OK, they don't like each other. They get booked in the same spread. They do it anyway. They figure it out. Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks infamously hate each other but you know what when they get together on camera it's electric we love seeing it how are they handling it they handled it by not looking at each other and trying to outpose each other and i think you can do Mm. the same thing on this show why would you reject the money why would you reject the ratings okay we need her to come back please give kim a good storyline when she returns make it juicy okay i really want to see how she's evolved as a human being i think you could should come back and not be interested in sex at all what happens when your like libido just dies out and that's how you've defined yourself for so long right. what else is there behind samantha uh, sarah get over it like you have all the money in the world you want to continue to be successful deal with this lady and give us what we've all been asking for it's interesting because it's one of those like public feuds where it really shows the limitations or like why, why it's a bad idea to have a public feud because you know, they Mm. say in like politics, like a mudslinging, they only remember the lie. They don't remember like your correction that appears on page six of the newspaper the next day. And like all, all I've heard in like from this back and forth is just like, it makes them both seem bad because you know, yeah, whoever is right in the whole thing, like it just the thing that sticks is like the mean things they're saying about each other. Yeah. And it's not doing it. And you're not getting any money off of it, which is what confuses me. Like you don't have to. I don't know. Like you don't have to be so steeped in in. Why would you want your dirty laundry out there like this? It doesn't hurt either. You're both still making money. You're both still booked and busy. Right. What's the advantage of doing this publicly? And the show suffers from it like that. I've only watched the, I only watched two episodes of every TV show, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But I did only watch until uh, the big spoiler alert thing happens on Mm, a Peloton mm, mm. or post Peloton. But 
the show really like feels i mean the very first scene they're like and where is samantha but then so that makes sense that they would have to like you know uh from a story like a narrative perspective explain where she went but then there's like parts where everyone's favorite character che has uh (laughs) sarah jessica parker on her podcast uh and is like asking her questions that seem to be seem to have been designed for samantha and then like sarah jessica parker or uh carrie like can't take the heat like can't do the samantha of it all and it gets criticized for it so it's like there it's on everybody's mind even like when it's not about samantha it's still like man the show really misses samantha huh like is what Truly. is the thesis of like many of the scenes and not to be another person critiquing this show but also like this is a woman who wrote very frequently about sex in the 90s i feel like there's not much that character would be uncomfortable <laughs> discussing on a podcast it's bizarre um so yeah the show season two hopefully will take some of the notes and evolve bring in some younger writers if you want younger characters uh you know what i mean Mm. i do the weed (laughs) is not uh it's it's not how the people talk anymore uh i don't know if they ever spoke like that uh we could get it together we can fix it yeah like in retrospect like that was among the like shows the the experience of watching that show was very unpleasant in many ways and i no. wish i hadn't uh, which is not always the case for shows that i'm like that's bad but i'm glad i watched it that one <laughs> i was just like ah man i spiritually this is doing harm to me <laughs> um <laughs> uh jim jordan um representative jim jordan uh according to phone records had a nice long 10 minute uh phone call with donald trump the morning of january 6th so that's that's a tough one that's a that's a long call uh Mm. with somebody who was presumably pretty busy that day i'm I'm assuming y'all talked about something but jim jordan has been very obstructionist when it comes to uh the investigation so we'll oh, see. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why that could be. I wonder why he would yeah. not want additional investigations to be happening. Mm. Oh mm. man, I'm. Uh, the, listen, here's what we know about history. Uh, it's long, and eventually everything comes out. And I really look forward to that day. I feel like um, it's going to be a celebration. I know we're getting closer to it every day. Mm. <sighs> I don't know if there'll that be any consequences. I, I appreciate <laughs> you. You give me hope. All right, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about what critics have to say about Moonfall. Uh. (laughs) And we're back. Joelle, you are, were a film critic. I don't know. Do you identify as still a film critic? I I still, you know, pick up a pen, jot some things down, get it published every once in a while. So we, uh, current. Yeah, you're a film critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. You get the struggle of having to watch Moonfall. Um, (laughs) I think you mean the the absolute pleasure and joy you get to watch. Listen, because Sight Unseen, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. Mm-hmm. But Moonfall is what cinema has been missing. Hear me out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just want a ridiculous plot. Sometimes it's not necessary to take yourself so seriously mm-hmm. or to be any kind of grounded in reality. Like even superhero movies now are like 
they really want to have like a, a deeper and richer meaning. And that's not a negative thing. I think we're getting really beautiful superhero movies because of it. But while a moon fall, the aliens taking over the moon and shooting it at the earth, that's not like attack of the 50 foot woman kind of stuff. Like that's, that's independence day level, ridiculous drama. It's fun. I miss fun. And I think that this movie has the potential to bring a lot of it. It's got a stacked ass cast. I didn't know cast. there were aliens. I thought it was just falling down. I thought it was <laughs> just gravity sure. was the enemy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like some kind of weird alien or ghost, some mm. other thing that's causing the moon to uh, uh, rebel against the ghost. earth. <laughs> ghost would be amazing. <laughs> be amazing. A bunch of oh NASA scientists being like, the moon is haunted. Um, I, I'm for this. This is the type of bad that feels like it won't do, uh, me spiritual harm, but critics have pulled out a couple choice moments. So overall it's sitting at a 38 on Metacritic. Okay. That seems appropriate. And some critics have pointed out that there's a, an exchange where Halle Berry is trying to convince Patrick Wilson to come along on this mission to the moon. Patrick Wilson says, look, I've got my own problems. Halle Berry says, and the moon falling on Earth isn't one of them? Which, a fair question. Uh, I just don't think Patrick Wilson would have said in the first place, look, I've got my own problems. Um, (laughs) As a retort to, I need you to go to the moon to prevent the world from ending. (laughs) And then there's also a point where uh, we see graffiti that says, fuck the moon. And actually, so it said that, and then in order to get a PG-13, it said, the moon sucks. They changed it to the moon sucks. So, I don't know. Uh, First of all, keep the F-bomb. Like, it's not being said. I don't think it'll count against you. The moon sucks is not, um, no one would ever graffiti that. It's not powerful (laughs) enough. What are you doing? I also Also, like the idea. the moon feels a little bit, I don't know. (laughs) We hate the moon now. Fuck the Um, moon, man. We can't live without the moon. Uh, They already showed us it bell so i wonder what the end of that story is um is it uh seeking a friend for the end of the world which i mean it's a 12 year old movie but spoiler alert the world just ends at the end of that movie they're very clear about it in the title nothing else happens found a friend yeah Yeah. the end it was beautiful um or is it are do we just have half a moon now and the oceans rise and we got to deal with that waves aren't working the right way anymore um i really look forward to what the conclusion of this movie is i also like someone tweeted out that apparently someone gets a phone call in the middle of the night and it's from nasa and i just wonder if their if their caller id was just nasa yeah. like, oh, it's nasa Mitch, calling me gotta deal it's with nasa this. nasa here <laughs> <laughs> or is now a good time it's nasa <laughs> the moon's falling so we really need it to be a good time yeah. please don't have other things to do today right Oh, man. I would have so much trouble sleeping if the moon was falling and the world was about to end. And everyone's just doing drugs and partying or they're at church. Those are the, your yeah. two options. Speaking of seeking a friend for the end of the world, isn't that the one where like just like a middle-aged couple is like, I think I'm going to try heroin. <laughs> like that was yeah. one of the things they did. <laughs> I think so. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Brie Larson is trending uh, because she's part of the... The NFT world now. I really like, 
Okay, so NFTs. I'm learning about them because I have to. Uh, you know, it's time. We gotta, I got to learn what they are and how they work and, and what's happening. I'm confused. I don't have any solid opinions on them yet other than I know they're not good for the environment. And that is concerning because anything new that's not good for the environment must be stopped immediately. We've already done too much damage and we're not doing enough to stop it. So anything further harming it, very bad. But I will say that like most of the discourse I've seen around Brie Larson's NFT is people don't like the design of it. Which I was like, this just looks like regular art, okay? It's a lady, her face is painted blue. She's got um, what I would describe as whipped cream hair, you know? It's it's white and kind of pillowy and it's up. There's some kind of flowers growing out of that hair. She's wearing um, like a French pink ruffle collar. If you think of like a Marie Antoinette era, big, there's some gold beads. Her blush is painted in pink triangles under her eyes. There's a gold bird. Does it mean anything? Not that I can decipher. Um, I'm not an art historian, you know, but I've seen a couple pictures. Uh, I know art. I'm familiar. I've been to a museum or two in my time. Uh, yeah. It looks like art. Okay. Someone drew it. Right. It's got it value. Like, yeah. Uh, people are like, it's butt ugly and she has no taste. And now I think she's a horrible person. Uh, Does seem like a lot of people just want to hate Brie Larson, right? Uh, I guess I don't know. I never knew people did not like her, but apparently they do. Uh, Brie Larson, in my professional experience, has been you know lovely. She at TIFF a couple years ago, a bunch of black journalists were having a hard time entering some spaces, and she personally invited them in, so there was room and space for them. So, um, I value that in her. Uh, beyond that, I don't know about how she is as a person. Uh, and right. I also think it's weird that Brie's getting all the smoke when Gwyneth Paldrow, famously hated celebrity, released an NFT that seems to me to be from the same artist. Uh, so. <laughs> well, maybe that is why Brie Larson, they're like, we thought uh, you were better than this, maybe. Yeah. But I the- personally did. I, I <laughs> like Brie Larson and I, but I, I don't know. Everybody's doing the NFT thing. I think it's bullshit. I did watch that two and a half hour uh, YouTube explainer. <laughs> the fact that it takes two and a half hours to explain what they are is part of the problem. But uh, it's also like there's not much that the two and a half hours leads you back to the fact that there's not much there. And yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems like a drawing. It seems like a yeah. So something yeah. A fine piece of art. Varvara um, Alay, a Russian woman, graphic designer who's worked for a bunch of different places, did the design. Uh, I guess this is her foray into NFTs, which again, please stop hurting our planet. But yeah, I don't know. Brie, yeah. kudos to you for just keeping it up and being like, listen, this was a choice I made <laughs> and I'm going to live with right. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, the... Venn diagram of Netflix yes, movies yes. and Lifetime movies. I'm so excited because it's a topic I've wanted to talk about for a long time. It's one of those things as a critic, sometimes you're just viewing something and then you have an idea that you haven't heard anyone else talk about. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened, but you, it just feels very like of your own. And you're like, wow, we have to discuss. OK, I have a theory that Netflix is going to end Lifetime. I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but they are doing it to siphon a portion of that demographic to Netflix and keep them locked in place. Okay, here's how Netflix works. It is a giant corporation constantly producing new content across the globe. So that's a ton of work and a ton of time. And in order to better organize that, they've broken it down into categories. The romance is one of those categories. You also have a nerd category, you have a drama category, um, and then you have a category that does like acquisitions, uh, comedy category, 
if you've searched, you know. Um, the romance category has really been in its bag with its lifetime style content. Okay, their main feature, shockingly, is Virgin River. Okay, imagine a like 72% white cast with a bunch of people that are like, this is my black friend and this is my gay friend. Um, <laughs> so, you know, middle America can right. be about it. They're like, it's it's somewhat progressive. You know, right. there was a black guy. He was a vet and he saved people. Also took the rap for a murder charge that he didn't do to protect the lady. You know, he's a good guy. Wow. Um, it is low level drama. Not too much happens in that show. Uh, she's struggling with she lost her husband. They're pregnant. They lost the baby. You know, she's a young widow. So she finds this and a nurse. She finds a house in the middle of the woods and she starts falling in love with the guy who's hired to repair it. And now she works with a curmudgeon old doctor who without her would have had to quit because he's old. And so he doesn't see so good anymore. Perfect lifetime content. So good. And we're seeing it with all kinds of shows, which is really, really exciting to me because Netflix gets like... <sighs> Netflix is a premium streaming service. We just have to acknowledge it. We have to come to this conclusion together as a people so that we can move on. Nobody else right. is giving you this many demographics at this base price. Your children can watch. Your parents can watch. Your little cousins can watch. Like, it's, everyone is covered. And I'm really excited. Like, Sweet Magnolias is out right now. Is it quality content? No. But it's not designed to be, okay? It's designed to bring you All in. right, that's where I draw the line. I need you to stop right there. <laughs> Sweet Magnolias is... I have watched the first two episodes of that, and uh, no, yeah, it's... You like good. the recent divorcee drama? It's yeah. a lady starting her life over. Mm -hmm. Here she goes. The Also, just the thing you mentioned about the ha finding a house in the middle of the woods and like mm -hmm. the love interest fixing it up. So there was a movie called The Lost Husband that was all over... Uh, Netflix's uh like top five oh, at various points starring Josh Dumel and oh, Leslie punk. Bibb and it has that exact thing happen in it like she <gasps> goes back home after her husband dies I think and like some hunk who works on the farm ends up being like the man she was always looking for or maybe it's a divorce but anyways, uh, oh no, he died. They moved back to her aunt's farm in Texas with her aunt's kids. farm. That's right. Yep, and begins falling in love with of, uh, country life too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at one point she there's a house like on the farm. There's a house in the woods that uh, she decides to move into, and he fixes up for her. So that is they have just identified a weird, like completely illogical fantasy that we all have. That they're this just like this is going to happen novels. in a lot of shit, guys. I'm sorry took, to tell you. They took romance novels and adapted them for film, slightly larger budgets than you would typically see with like a Lifetime show or yeah. even a Hallmark, which has a similar demographic to it. And then Netflix did, does what it always does, which is a like their patented uh, um, algorithm. What do you right. like? How many people can we get to watch this show and stay engaged for like longer than two episodes? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you you definitely hear a lot of people be like, Netflix is taking over like this and that. But like, this is one you do, you rarely hear people be like, and it's a good thing. <laughs> like, it, they're doing it better than the previous people. Um, yeah, I I'm mostly like just impressed with their ability to continue to do it. Like, it's in the same way that sometimes I'm just astonished at what like Lucasfilm and Disney is able to do. Like Lucasfilm really built an entire room of video screens and said, this is all of our sets. 
or like 80% of our sets. And we're going to film an entire show in here and it's going to look amazing one day. Two se- two seasons and a half of a season of another show later. And they've truly mastered how do you build depth in a flat circular space? How do you build mm. uh, set props and designs to um, give a sense of height and depth uh, that sort of can, it can trick the eye. Like you're able to see the screen less and less, which is very impressive. So their whole thing is like, we will continue to push technology until it reaches the point we want to. And we're fine sticking with it, even if you don't like it. I think what Netflix's thing is like, we will continue to service you with television that you don't mind just having on at all right. times. Our goal is not basic. Now that every thing has their own streaming service, they are trying to invest in more fulfilling shows, shows that have um, a longer memory, you know, in the population. I think so much of Netflix is consumed and then forgotten about, but I think that consumed and forgotten part is, is their baseline. You know what I mean? Some people, if you're like me, I just like to have the TV on not always watching yeah. it. You know, I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, I think it's perfectly serviceable for that. And every once in a while you get a gem and you're like, wow, great. There it's totally go. worth $20 a month. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's a good or bad thing, but it's from a consumer standpoint is since we live in a capitalist society still, I value yeah. it. You were even saying that show you, which was on Netflix oh, yeah. is like a big Netflix hit. Mm-hmm. And I had assumed was like, prestige tv like on par with you know their other prestige shows that started as a lifetime tv yeah, show it had one season on lifetime did not do numbers got canceled uh right. then it went to netflix to be streamed as all shows do and it just picked up so much steam netflix was like oh, okay we will just pick it up right away. i mean sarah gamble is an incredible showrunner uh she did magicians she's worked on um uh, Supernatural and a bunch of other like television shows and her writing skills are just so strong um, and they were like hey what else can you do with this there's multiple books out and she just picked up right where she left off with Lifetime and because it was on Netflix and because it had a demographic larger than again what you would see on Lifetime so many people are like Lifetime's what my mom or my grandma watches like I'm not right. you know their, their ads are not catered to me etc cetera, etc cetera. Netflix can sort of give a longer shelf life and a a wider viewing than a lot of these other channels are able to do yeah well there it is well joelle uh always such a pleasure having you where can people find you follow you all that good stuff yeah thank you so much for having me back uh y'all know me i'm joelle monique you can find me all over the internet at joelle monique it's j-o-e-l-l-e-m-o-n-i-q-u-e all right well that is gonna do it for us for this week uh we are back on monday with a whole last episode of the show we have a uh, weekly zeitgeist which is the greatest hits of the week that comes out on saturday um until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the vaccine wear a mask don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to y'all then bye bye